Episode 74 The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. This is no budget podcasting at its best, folks. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. Where's the I River? Brad, where is the I River? I left it at home. I'm sorry. Wait, why why did you leave the I River at home? <laughs> I left it at home. I'm well, sorry. We um because I'm a dork. So so we were about to record. We have good old Bill Hill. Bill, say hello. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, Bill the voice. I was glad to come in and uh you know, swoop in and uh Is your mic on? Because I can't. Oh hey, that's it still. <laughs> this was on loop. That's awesome. That was on loop. I forgot it was looped. <laughs> I got a new piece of software that I'm playing sounds uh-huh. with, and uh, I had looped that one deal because we were having trouble. Forget but it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live, people. <laughs> Just go. Just go. <laughs> oh, you know what? We need to talk about comic books. But before we do that, Brad, who are we sponsored by? Uh, discount Comic Book Service. Yes. That's, listen, I got. I don't know if you can hear it because of the situation mm-hmm. today, but listen. Nice. Can you hear that? That's I our you were fire up the QCAT no. sounder. That's our. That's <laughs> our. What? I don't Wait even know. Second. The what? <laughs> the QCAT sounder. What is that? Would you please Would explain the what the, the old, Q? Uh, Channel Eight and um um oh gosh, who's that? Uh, Jovan, who used to come and do stuff with us, and he had that. Uh, oh, that he had that, that computer, computer show, show at that, night. That, yeah, that crazy computer show at night. Yeah, he came up with the idea of the QCAT. Which is a little device you could scan across basically a barcode on a newspaper screen or something, or a newspaper, and uh, it would actually take you to the web page that told right. you more about. Do you remember the story. this? I do actually. And it was it's called a QCAT because there's a mouse, so you got to have a cat. Right, I and, remember that. And it was it was such a failed piece it, of. It didn't make technology. a meow noise. That's why it failed. It should have made a meow noise. That's going to show didn't. notes. I'll find what QCAT is. That was Lame. that's a piece of old failed technology. Anyway. Lame. Yes. And we just gave Jovan some free PR, whoever he is. <laughs> but we got to get back to our sponsor. All right, listen. I just thought I'd play the little. Value? Yeah, that's I, nice, and that's man. all it does. All right. For two Bro- minutes. Discount Comic Book Service Go. is a proud sponsor of the Half Hour Wasted podcast. I'm not. Oh, I am hooked up to the internet. I could have already had this kind of thing pulled up. I just had some cold Coca-Cola. Yeah. I can't so think good. of something more appropriate for a comic book podcast than a sponsorship by a comic book distribution company service. Discount comic Entity. book service. Brad so. and I use them? Yeah, I love them. It's an online yeah. uh, comic book mail order service. And uh, you can get items from anywhere from, most of them are 40% off, like your, your monthly books that come out. And you can get it shipped as often as four times a month if mm-hmm. you so choose. Uh, there's a flat rate shipping fee of five ninety five, 
to have you know, it. With the way gas prices are, why would you not? You know what? Honestly, that's the reason why I'm seriously thinking about uh, going to it. Um, well, that and I need to uh, teach myself arithmetic first because those <laughs> Excel spreadsheets are complicated. <laughs> we'll sit down one day. But and as soon as I figure you. out how to add, then I'll be in. It's a couple fun. of the couple of the specials they've got for June would be the Tomb of Dracula Omnibus, Omnibus Volume Found One out. hardcover. There you go, fifty percent nice. off. Normally a hundred bucks, it's only fifty bucks. Wow! Wow! And Why the Last Man is now being reprinted in hardcovers. Yeah. Uh, if y'all haven't read Why the Last Man, you got to. It's really awesome. Uh, the first uh, hardcover. A new uh, release and contains the first ten issues of that, and it's fifty percent off. You can get it for fifteen bucks. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that. And then with Final Crisis coming out, you can get the first issue of Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds for seventy five percent off. It only costs you ninety nine cents. Ninety nine. I want the Legion of Three Worlds. I know you do. You're a legion. In fact, I'm looking right I'm over a there, Brad. And, and what do you have right over there? You have showcase. What is, the, what is this? Oh Show- no, no, no! That your your showcase right over showcase. there. Oh yes, yes. My uh, volume two is out. My uh, Legion of DC Superheroes showcase presents Legion of Superheroes, and uh, yeah, it's just as cheesy and Silver Age as volume <laughs> one. I'm looking forward to volume three, but I'm a completist, and I am also enjoying volume two right now. You know, uh, you did lend me volume one to showcase uh, Legion, and it was a lot of fun. I just the, the dialogue and those old Silver it, Age, you know. Is, there, it is a lot of golly <laughs> gee whiz. Well, yeah. what I love is the the rampant over-explanation of everything, every <laughs> single issue, you know. Luckily, you know, Superboy's flying. He says, luckily, I have invulnerability power, so I don't have to worry about getting hit by that truck. Often, often I'm walking down the street thinking to, to myself, yeah. luckily... I know how to breathe, or I'd pass out. Well, let's see. This is the uh, 137th Superboy comic book I've read in my life, and I think I probably had that one down already, but uh, <laughs> you don't want to go ahead and waste a couple panels telling me all about it. Go You've ahead. only read 137 I'm Super kidding. I've probably actually read far more than that. How are the levels? Prefer, Since I can't hear squat. Uh, we're awesome, okay. dude. Um, it's uh, It feels good, and it looks good, oh, wow. and uh, as soon as we finish this show, we'll actually go back and make sure it's uh, taped. Yeah, and, that, uh, I, that'll be nice. Wait, is that uh, tape? Did I just see Shazam? Yeah, we're still using Pardon? tape. Uh, Shazam? See? We're still no, using tape. The... Oh, okay. It looked like Shazam. We're taping. Taping. We're doing reel-to-reel. We're filming. I only <laughs> use three-quarter umatic tape because I find that's the best, most richest-sounding format. It doesn't have the coldness of digital. Mm. You know, I, I like cold. Yeah, the, the tubes so really cold. warm it up. Yeah. I'm going to hold up a couple comic books, and you guys tell me what you think. Yay. Secret Invasion? I love Secret Invasion. This I'm is having... Secret Invasion number three. I haven't uh, read it yet. Are you awesome. going to let me borrow this, Bill? Yeah, yeah, take All it right. with you. Um, Secret Invasion 3 is pretty awesome. I, uh, a lot of people thought Secret Invasion 2 uh, let off the gas a little bit. Just a um, little. After the crazy reveals at the end of issue one. But mm-hmm. uh, Secret Invasion 3, uh, it stomps back down the accelerator again, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Brad? Um, I liked it, and maybe I'm enjoying Secret Invasion a lot more because I'm reading, like I was saying earlier, I'm reading um, uh, New Avengers and Mighty Avengers, and mm-hmm. it's really beefing up the backstory. And see, I'm I'm not. I, I maybe if I went DCBS, I would have enough um, have enough financial money stuff largesse to uh, go <laughs> ahead and get you know all those titles that I want. So you just, I'm you, just getting Secret Invasion and like the Fantastic Four. Crossover. He just used the same word that uh, that Arnie. Um, <laughs> uh, that that guy we did the Speed Racer show with, what's his name? Uh, Ari Kaplan. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Largesse. Yeah. That, uh, I, I, 
That Speed Racer was uh, was nice. I, uh, <laughs> well, you I used largesse. I went and saw a 10.30 showing of Speed Racer, expecting to totally dig it. And uh, I think I slept through about half that movie. Oh. I woke up about uh, 12.30 and said, guess I should go home now. <laughs> Did you hear the episode, uh, our recent one of our recent episodes, when uh, when I was talking about my feelings on it? Uh yes, and I'm um, trying to remember exactly what you said. I left I early. I left early. <laughs> I left early. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You you said uh, uh, you were talking about how there were just some some curse words that weren't totally over the hill, but not appropriate for a nine year old. Right. And yes, um, your your precious youngest said, "Daddy, can we go now?" Right. Hey, uh, we were watching uh, I Am Legend at home this afternoon before we came in, and uh, my six year old was uh, begging. Um, her mother, my wife, to um, <laughs> to turn the thing off. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of creepy Montana? for a six year old. That's kind of creepy for a six year old. Hey, yeah, it was buddy. right at the very end too, with all the crazy guys throwing themselves against the plexiglass, and yeah, that's I don't know. creeped me out. I know better CG um, would have creeped me out, but let's not get into that. I love this cover. For uh, Secret Invasion number three. Now, is that an homage cover to something? I feel like I should recognize. It just that looks familiar, as, doesn't it? it? Does. Well, I, well, I, uh, I, Spider-Man, the original, uh, the original Spider-Man movie. Spider, and let yeah. me describe it. Spider-Woman is upside down, about to kiss Tony, Tony Stark okay. in the uh, in the Iron Man mask, and it's very reminiscent of the movie. Yeah, would you say? Yeah, a little bit. It just makes me think she does look spiderish. Like mm-hmm. There's got to be a, a, a Kirby or Ditko cover or something like that that that's homaging to. I. I, I don't, don't know, know that. Be. I'm just guessing. The uh, the it Mighty Avengers book uh, explains or gives a backstory to the splash page at the very end of this mm-hmm. when a long lost uh, Marvel Universe character returns and uh, what a return! Look at that his triumphant return. The dude with the eye patch. There's a lot of howling and a lot of commandoing going on here. <laughs> there is commanding yes. going on now. Um, we're not who's read this? Last boy on Earth either. Final um, Crisis yeah, number hey, uh, one. Uh, I've got that cover. It's the Green Lantern uh, mm-hmm. shoving his fist into the camera. Basically. I it looks awesome. love this I cover. I looked at that cover and I literally did not recognize that was Final Crisis until I looked. I, I said, ah, Green Lantern. Uh, maybe I'll get that. Oh, that's where Final Crisis is on the uh, racks. Mm. I love that cover. There's a, uh, a variant I saw at another comic book shop I went to West um, Wednesday. Yeah. If I had all the money in the world, I would have gotten it. Well, it if you cool. shopped at DCBS, you could have gotten both for half price oh, like i did i'm dude i'm i'm sold the one thing i flipped I through final crisis and i yes i have and, and i was I, really confused it was really interesting because i think uh uh I almost the words will did, help. I almost wonder if J.J. Yeah, maybe Jones, I should just read it. Did he yeah. do? I mean, did he do the art for the entire book? I'm, yes, I'm, I'm sure he did. Yes, he it did. Looks like it's he's doing different styles of artwork throughout the book. It, it felt to me mm-hmm. he, maybe the, he the was. The first few panels feel almost painted, and then you get to um, these panels where it almost looks like kind of a Dale Eaglesham kind of look, um, kind of as, as realistic as you know standard classic uh, comic book art gets. Um, and then, you know, the next section, um, uh, you know, again, has a different feel to it. I assume that's J.G. Jones um, doing that on purpose. I would I would think so. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of J.G. Jones' art. You know, I thought his covers were interesting, and I frankly, I, I didn't like the um, uh, the the ads you saw um, with the, you know, the Trinity and or the, they had right. the Justice League on it. I didn't, I really didn't like that art much, and I thought, eh, I may have to fight through that. Now, I love Grant Morrison's writing. 
I love the fact that Grant Morrison just goes so far over most people's heads, including mine a lot of the time. Yeah, um, I not I'm, to exclude myself. I'm the opposite. That. I don't. This care for see, I just Brad. I love this it as complicated as possible. I don't. I, the, uh, um, I go hot and cold on Grant Morrison. <laughs> this is very good. It's this also, was like I was like wow, and and well, it got me excited. But you know what? It, it's for DC lovers. This I must book be stupid is then for. DC lovers. I guess Frank and I, um, we're not sitting across the table from you, Brad, on purpose. We're to <laughs> on you. But I know that, that uh, Frank and I both uh, have uh, fond feelings for all things DC. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up on DC and Marvel. Uh, sure. I've never, I've never ventured off into Top Cow or Image or you know any of those other uh, title, you know, uh, makers. Right. I've always been a DC Marvel guy. But I just, you know, I'm I'm a huge Let's DC fan, and I would read just about anything. I, li- I like how Vandal Savage right there has a has a little sweater on around his neck. He has it tied around his neck right there. <laughs> See now, how am I supposed to know that's Vandal Savage? Uh, it looks like him. And this is another thing. I mean, you have to know DC. Yeah, I should have to really to really love this book. Yeah, that's a problem with with the DC events mm-hmm. lately. Well, and anything with crisis in it, like you could, like anyone could could have loved Identity Crisis. But uh, I challenge any outside person who's a casual reader to enjoy Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earth. Because those are big. Those are big things. I think those two. There was just there was so much color and splash and and mm. so much you know so much seismic storyline you know shifting and stuff that mm-hmm. I think you could really enjoy those um, just almost on any level. I mean, if anything, they might be a little heavy for you. That was pretty lackluster. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think that uh, this main well, character dies. I, you know, I when I saw that, should we spoiler alert <laughs> people? Yeah, this is all spoiler, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, and it's probably already out there anyway. But Martian Manhunter bites it in this, and you know what? I wouldn't. I would argue that that is more shocking that it is treated so casually. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it's so shocking that it doesn't really register to you as this is it. This is the last time you're going to see this guy um, because. It's just it's one it's one half of one page. It's not a splash by any means, and the story moves on immediately. And so I, I'm trying to remember what I thought the first time I read it. But my guess is that I might have been thinking that, yeah, okay, well he's on fire and that's a drag, and you know hopefully somebody put him out. Well, when when I first looked at it, I thought, you know, I've always thought that Martian Manhunter's weakness of fire was kind of lame. I mean, that's my weakness too. In case you didn't know, <laughs> you know, is and, this. And, are these things with Commandy? Is that are we supposed to assume that's taking place in the future? Uh, he, you can tell by the fact that he, yeah, that's yes. Commandy in the. You see, this is what I mean. You just gotta, you gotta yeah. know your I'm, DC history well, to Morrison, totally love this. Morrison has said, you know, there's no secret about this that it starts with um, the first boy on Earth and ends with the last boy on Earth and covers everything in between. I mean, mm. this the final who's crisis, the first boy on Earth? Uh, oh my God, I'm uh, sorry. Arrero. Is that, uh, so is that him? Yeah. Do we see him in there? Yeah, the, he's the fir- it's the first thing you see. I think. Yeah, I, think I just don't understand uh, how Roger Staubach. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why they would. It? I don't think so. Publish something that's Guerrero. That's not. If it's a huge event, why isn't it reader friendly? Uh, well, I think I you would give I mean, credit just, to that to Grant Morrison, frankly. Well, I mean, Grant I mean, Morrison is not real. You know, I mean, they, not usually good jumping the, on These point. events are meant for for fans, I would say, just like just like um, just like certain certain series, like 
like the the Harry Potter movies, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't jump into three or four and really know what's going on. You kind of have to know the backstory on everything. Yeah. So there's a lot of assumption going on. I mean, do you really want them to spe- spoon feed you like in Showcase where they remind you every frame where, hey, it's a good thing I can fly <laughs> or else I wouldn't be able to get there in time. I mean, I can uh, only use one power at a time, so I'll have to switch to invulnerability. Right. I just yeah. want them to write something that makes sense. Well, you don't have to spoon feed I mean, it, it makes sense to me. My guess is it well, will. That's because you're mean, a mutant. The, the, the first <laughs> The first issue of Seven is going to be a, a yes, table set. Yes, and that is true. You know, I, I don't expect a whole lot of meat out of the first issue. I just expect, and Morrison also, you know, in my humble opinion, Morrison absolutely would be the type to literally try to confuse you for an issue or two and then start bringing stuff into the foreground. You know, where there's a lot of other writers, you know, Bendis and guys like that who are just completely awesome. You know, they just... Well, these I different did, means to tell their stories, different I mean, structures. I still have hesitation on this because this is just the first issue, and it can still get weirder. But yeah. uh, but first issue, I liked it a lot. Well, the amazing thing to me is that maybe I haven't spent enough time on the uh, the, the talkback uh, sites and whatnot, but I have no idea where the story is going. And you could almost, you know, not that Crisis or Infinite Crisis were telegraphed by any means, but... You know, you kind of you kind of had a general idea of you know, well, these people are going to win and everything's going to end up being okay and whatever form it takes. But with this, I mean, you literally don't know where it's going, much less what's going to happen. You know, and the, how it's going to end. The tagline for the event is the day evil won. Well, and that's it because you guys were talking about um, you know how, and, and it's obviously you know, Dark Side is going to be the the antagonist in this, but. Dark Side was very clearly smited or smote, if you will, <laughs> smoted. in uh, Countdown Two, and um, but he was reborn in DC Universe Zero. Which was, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I read that too, and it's been a couple weeks. Well, let's move on. What else do we got? Anyone else got? Anyone I've been read rereading. This? I enjoyed hearing you guys talk. I've about been DC rereading um, the Thor, the new Thor that's <laughs> um, recently. Um, come out from J. Michael Straczynski. What what issue are they on? It's up to no, I think nine just came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I've reread one through six, and uh, that's just really really good stuff. And how is Thor playing into the uh, whole Secret Invasion, or or is he? Are there any crossovers with that yet? Um, and not in the actual books itself yet, but I know that they're going to have a um, Matt Fraction. Written Secret Invasion Thor. Oh, interesting. Like a okay, three issue mm-hmm. series. And Fraction's handling Thor right now, isn't he? No, that's J. Michael Straczynski. Oh dear, Matt, Matt Fraction's so, on Iron Man. So then, right? is He's, the Thor Matt comic Fraction book wordy? Um, n- and you know what? It's maybe it's, a little lacking in action. It's really, it's really <laughs> not. I think this is the best stuff that JMS has has done up okay. to this point. Um, the I, the first. Three or four issues was about Thor coming back and then going out and finding his friends in the mortals that are alive on the earth. Okay, like he's um, he encounters them, uh, and it's kind of like with a almost like a sense like this person's important. Let me talk to him a little bit and kind of okay. figure out. And then once he talks to him, he can sense, oh, that's uh, my old friend. Blah blah blah. And so he uses the hammer and okay. and transforms that human into somebody that perished along with him in Ragnarok. Oh my goodness! A few years back, so he's been finding his friends that way. It's now, just 
Does he, have, not, does he have his alter yeah. ego now? Is, is Dr. Blake? It's Donald part, Blake, yeah. Doctor part of the equation? Yes. Cool. And Brad, maybe you can explain to me, because I don't know much about, about uh, Thor at all. So how does Donald Blake work into it? Uh, is he his alter ego? I mean, is, is it like yeah, Superman's Clark Kent? or Yes. Okay. It's his earthly form. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Donald Blake carries a walking stick with him. Okay. He's kind of At lame, all time. He literally. holds it at all time. And when he's ready to change into Thor, he just bangs it on the ground and oh. the lightning comes and changes him yeah, into it, Thor. It turns into the Uru Hammer. He turns into the Mjolnir. God of Thunder. Yeah. But I've just been rereading it and it, it's really good. Mad Fraction so, uh, is writing that Thor Secret Invasion, but currently he's writing the new. Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man series that just started. And he's writing, he's finishing his run, if he hasn't already, on Iron Fist. And he is co-writing Punisher War Journal now with Rick Remender. Hmm. So. Fraction sounds like an artist or an author I uh, would probably dig. But uh, I don't think I've read any of his stuff. He's been doing some real good stuff. What's that thing he did for Image? Um, The superhero... Uh, or the secret agent one. Um, Casanova. Casanova. I read the first issue of that, and you would like it. Cool. I guarantee you would like it. It is out there. And it is, it is. you know, if you like to be challenged and stuff, you would like it. I read it online, and I wanted to get to trade, but um, this it's not on my list yet. I do love mm-hmm. to be challenged. Hey, uh, just one general thought on um, the comics we're looking at right now is, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of digging the... Uh, I, I thought Infinite Crisis was awesome, but at least in terms of uh, Marvel books, I, I think I'm digging the whole Secret Invasion thing a lot more than I dug the Civil War last year. And it makes you wonder, you know, are they are they going to keep having you know summer six, seven, eight issue events every year from here on out? Are they going to find you know some new supernova to blow up half the universe you know every year? Um, oh man, I cannot wait for Uncanny X Men 500. Anything with Greg Land in it, I'm buying. That would be awesome. The um, the newest issue of Wizard that just came out had a, a ra- like a, a roundtable discussion with all the Marvel writers mm-hmm. like Brian Bendis, Matt Fraction, Jeff Loeb. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was in it. I Matt, almost brought it in. Did you but, say Matt um, Fraction? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were already talking about, oh, Paul Jenkins. They are already talking about how they were just come from this uh, retreat, this kind of like get-together. Yeah. Where they were planning the post secret invasion landscape. Oh, excellent. So they've already, you know, Paul, apparently Paul Jenkins has a great idea for a story that flows out of secret invasion. And obviously they couldn't talk about it because that would kind of give away some secret invasion points. Yeah. But um, I, I think I'm also a little more excited about secret invasion than than the Civil War because. Civil War was just kind of like cut and dried. It was like a yeah. will they or won't they? But yeah. this one, the Secret Invasion has more mystery to it. it. It's like the Red Scare. It's like who can you trust? You don't know who you can trust. Well, I thought what they did in Civil War was you know, fairly realistic, as you expect out of the House of Ideas. Um, but and I, and it didn't I, and really I, do a lot for me. I mean, I just you know you get to issue seven and it comes down to Captain America saying, "Oh God, you're right. Okay, everybody stop. Really." Yeah, and, you know, and I, I think I wouldn't that, mind something a little more cosmic or you know something. <laughs> you you want your superheroes to have <laughs> you want to your superheroes to have super problems and not kind of like deal with 
with the mundane, yeah. everyday well, the way so I hate legislative to, uh, issues. Yeah, I hate to get off on what happened last year, but uh, you know, it just it didn't, seven. It didn't seem that uh, awesome. That's the that's time very dangerous. It's a very dangerous time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't seem um, uh, that earth. I didn't like. I guess what what they did with the 50-state initiative. And I, I don't frankly buy the fact that there's going to be a super team in Idaho and South Dakota. Really? Really, you need that? I've been reading Avengers, Avengers Initiative, I mean, which I'm is potato man. pretty good. A, they, I'm wondering, where, where's the comic book I can go buy that has the super team working in North Dakota? They're not going to publish a comic book about each one of those teams. Well, I think that's... <laughs> right. I what would Rhode Island get? short-sighted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would West Virginia get? Bad guy, you're first. <laughs> West Virginia would be. Oh no! <laughs> There's no, talk don't, of. Don't he's my me, husband don't and my brother. Jug band or yeah. Okay. There's talk there. of. Uh, oh, you went there. Well, you know, um, Hank Pym has been yes. revealed as a scroll, and, and of course he's like, he's like one of the head honchos at Camp Hammond, yeah. which is where they're training everybody for the initiative. I am extremely interested to find out how you know. How is all this stuff? Have you bought, uh, I'm sorry, uh, off track again. Have you bought uh, 1985? I have, but I haven't read it. I read it, and man, I ab- I didn't expect to dig it. It's kind of a mundane story. It's uh, um, Does it take it's place from, in 1985? It certainly does. It's like it you were reading based, a kid, well, it takes reading place, a comic as a kid, right? It, yeah, and it takes place in our world in 1985. Part of what yeah. is probably about right is that we're a few years older than the character was, but you know, twenty years ago, we right. could absolutely identify, you know, with what this kid was, you know, was going through. But it, um, it basically, it's a kid in in our actual world, right? And he loves comic books, and people think he's kind of dorky, and he's got a you know a couple friends. He's not a t- he's not a loner or anything. Sounds familiar. But they <laughs> go to this old house. They they live kind of in the woods of Virginia or something like that. And they end up going to this old abandoned house, and he sees what he thinks is uh, the red skull up in a window looking down at him. And oh, he's wow. like, there's no way. The red skull is a comic book character. That's not him. And you know, I think things, I saw at the very end there. of that, he mm-hmm. runs into somebody in the woods. Yes. Yeah. So it's like all these comic book characters he's reading about are yeah. like showing up in his world. And I... I got the impression, maybe I'm off, uh, I got the impression that this was uh, this miniseries is going to be some way to tie in what's happened from Secret War all the way up to Secret Invasion. Or, excuse me, Secret Wars all the way up to Secret Invasion. I'm wondering, you know, are they going to tell us that there are people that, like, went and fought? That, and I need to read Secret War itself, which I haven't done. Um, talking about the one, the one not, that was like two years ago. That, yeah, that's two the last time ago. we saw Nick Fury. Yeah, and that's and a very I've, good story. I've heard people talk about it's it. Fantastic. And I've seen like three of the five issues or whatever. It, you, you should know, buy the trade bins. paperback. It's you know, it's really really good. But I was hoping that uh, that they're actually going to take you know the history of this secret uh, invasion all the way back to Secret Wars. Like maybe some of them didn't hmm. come back from the Beyond. Wow. Planet. And there's in 1985 um, they have kind of an alternate. A conclusion that they speculate on um, an alternate conclusion to Secret Wars itself. So go out and read it. It's really cool. Um, Is it one shot? No, it's a five issue miniseries. I, I believe I don't have it with me. Five or six, six issues, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not long. It's not uh, too short. I got it in my DCBS, like, my last shipment. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember of that one. I'm also looking at Avengers Invaders here, which is really cool. But yeah, I'm uh, really confused like, as to how they're gonna. 
Avengers Invaders is tie this is into the today, and I don't know if there's going to be any ties in, uh, tie-ins to Secret Invasion because uh, it seems like the uh, um, is this the current lineup with Ms. Marvel and Ares and the Sentry that and Iron is, Man and that's the Mighty Avengers. Okay, yes. Well, the Mighty Avengers in current time, um, a, somehow a time rift opens up, right. and the Invaders, you know, with Bucky and Toro and Captain America and Namor and uh, the Human Torch. You know, they come through a time rift. They, you know, it's not like they, it's not like a door opens. They step through it. They're they're one place, and then boom, what happened? All of a sudden, we're here, and right. they know that something's wrong because right. they're uh, they're basically underneath the Brooklyn Bridge or something, and they can see the skyline of New York, and they know it's New York, but they know it ain't right, and uh, they they are just as as confused as everybody else. And it's and, interesting. And I'm, I'm sorry. Where is that no, Captain America for from? Where what? Time the period? Captain America. This is from the uh, the Invaders uh, were a World War II entity. Okay, you know, this so is World Captain, War II. Okay, Captain gotcha. America fighting alongside you know again Namor, Human Torch, Bucky, okay, Toro gotcha, gotcha. Uh, against uh, against the Krauts. Okay, gotcha. And uh, then after after all that, then he gets frozen and he comes back and you know you know the rest is history. But there you know everybody's really weirded out that Captain America is back you know in New York. And they realize that, you know, that there are paradoxes, you know, there are very possible paradoxes going on. And they want to make very sure that these invaders don't meet up with anybody, don't screw up the timeline, don't do this, do that. And so it's it's interesting. I'm um, I think Alex Ross has a style of writing that seems to be kind of similar from story to story. Um, You know, I mean, you read Justice, uh, uh, you read this, um, it kind of feels a little bit similar. And that's not to denigrate i think it's really cool and the art by the way and which is one of the things that caught my eye there's no check it out brad there's no inking it's pencils and colors oh yeah sure is and it's just kind of a cool style um again uh the 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 pencils uh are not um are not outlandish it's uh it's a fairly uh, classic style of art Yeah. yeah Um, but it's just it's interesting, uh, and I read the th- I think first issue through and went something's weird about this. And then looking at the credits page, you know, wow, there's not an inker listed. Hmm. When you read so, this, can cool. can you get a sense of mm-hmm. of what is going on in the mm-hmm. in the current Marvel universe? Um, just a little bit. The uh, the Mighty Avengers, or excuse me, the uh, yeah, the Mighty Avengers. This doesn't seem to interfere with uh, all the Secret Invasion stuff going on. It makes me wonder if I missed a notation that this happens before the events of whatever issue number one or however that works out. Well, I'm looking here. It 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 appears that it's it is mm-hmm. like in recent current continuity. Yes. It, it is. It's the current team. Um, because here at the end is the um, the. The new Avengers hiding out in uh, yeah. Doctor Strange's secret uh, hideout. So this is. Yeah, I'm just Strange's curious as to how they're gonna weave this into you know the landscape of the Marvel universe over the yes. last couple of years. I have a feeling that um, whenever Alex Ross says, "Hey, I want to do something," uh, <laughs> they'll <laughs> say, they "Yeah, say yes. no yeah. problem." Now I noticed. On these mm-hmm. uh, Avengers Invaders, it has the Dynamite Entertainment yeah, logo. I thought, I thought that was odd beneath too. the Marvel logo. I think Alex Ross is he associated with Dynamite Entertainment? I think Alex way? Ross works for Dynamite because you've seen he's done the um, he's doing superpowers. He's got the new superpowers, superpowers, superpowers. Yes, he's working with that, and um, maybe yeah. they're maybe uh, Dynamite's allowing him to to do stuff with Marvel, and as as one of the stipulations, they have yeah. to acknowledge the fact. Well, their Dynamite Comics is getting—they're uh, getting a lot of—they're uh, getting a lot of help from Marvel Comics. Um, 
Um, <laughs> flash. Flash. Down girl. So I really I, I really can't find the <laughs> I can't I can't find the, the, the dynamite entertainment tie other than the Should Ross. I lean over and turn his other mic than off the Alex something? Ross no okay. other than the Alex Ross name. I, I think it's I just think it's marketing stuff. That's nice. Anyway. What time is it? We have to go. It's actually time to go. (laughs) Hey, um, Bill has to leave. um, uh, We had. uh, um, I made up lists for two shows. By the way, Um, everybody hopefully enjoyed last week's uh, um, indie podcast. Um, But uh, I made up uh, a list for the second show. We didn't know it was going to be. We thought it uh, might be fairly generic, kind of a comic book centric show, which is awesome. Wish we had time to talk about just Society of America, but I did. Respond to voluminous viewer mail. What are you and, talking um, about? I, I made you? a list, dude. I brought a list with me. I, I just brought. I don't think you've ever gotten one email. I brought a list. Okay. I you know um, email me at uh, now I shouldn't say it. No, um, you do have an email. What is it? I do have an email. It's bill at halfhourwasted dot com, and mm. these cats were nice enough to hook me up with it. Bill, uh, um, Brad, he's all the technical guy. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, I I'm came the, up with just a generic list. Um, Could have been used for any show, um, and um, anyway, so. Uh, my uh, list for this podcast, um, top three. Um, number three, shall I just go ahead and get to it? Can yeah, I have yeah. production value? You got any production value? There? A little bit of production value? <laughs> oh, that rocks. Okay, good. <laughs> Keep that going for about another 30 seconds. Okay. Number uh, three. Mm-hmm. Put up that new music, the little the little track you had at the beginning. Okay, let me. The little, little drum beat roll thing. That was a nice, that was a nice, awesome. that was kind of a good beat. Hang on. Dude, I'm going to have to pick up my computer and just run out of here when we're done with this. I know. Okay. Tell your significant other. I said thank you. <laughs> Which, well, Brad, say it real, real close. Where, where is your mind. wife and daughter uh, uh, going? They're tonight? going to uh, Gilligan's Island the Musical. They're both <laughs> dressing up as Mary Ann. Okay, <laughs> it's adorable. Right, oh, it's thank you, Brad. That that feels nice. Okay, um, so um, um, top three list for this generic podcast. Uh, number three, lettuce. <laughs> number two, puppy breath. <laughs> And the uh, the top uh, top one uh, for this episode is number one: the impact of the Monroe Doctrine combined with the concept of manifest destiny, eliminating the justification of American foreign policy through the end of the 19th century to break from historic cycles of European imperialism. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Thanks for the production value, man. You didn't have to do that. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, if you if you want to check us out, we're at a half hour waste dot com. Like you can check us out at. at I, oh, I can't hear that, Brad. Did I talk something over something? about the rantings of an Seriously, insane person? you sound like an insane person. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We have a different audio setup today, so some of the things, it, things yeah, are a little different. Well, hopefully we'll actually mind. have an episode. I'm going out of my yeah. brain. <laughs> okay, but let's wrap this Don't puppy worry, up. This I'm playing the closed music now. Okay, so uh, check us out, halfhourwaste.com. We got a great email at um, for the whole show. It's it's halfhourwaste at gmail.com, or you can do brad at brad at halfhourwaste.com, or frank at halfhourwaste.com, or, or bill at halfhourwaste.com. Bill at halfhourwaste.com. I mean, why not, you know? <laughs> Just and, CC me. You know, make me feel wanted. And uh, we're supported by DCBS. Thank you very much. And Brad, if they want to call us, how do they do that? DCBS. I'm coming home, baby. I'm <laughs> coming. Call six four one seven one five three nine zero zero extension seven seven five zero zero six four pound. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Um, uh, Anthro is the first boy, and um, we are out of here. Thank you. Thanks, Limp Limp Biscuit. Biscuit.